It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Woo! Hi, this is Ann Nesby and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. And if we can't say a word, well, that's why I have. I love you all.
WJBR, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. This is Denitra Moore, If God Be For You. Stepping out the background, finally get a chance to tell my story. Tell the world about how I was knocked down, but he did it for me.
across the platform or whatever. Wait a minute, is that what she said? She literally said that, or you, you're joking? I think I, I feel like that's what she said, but you know, um, I think she said that because I wouldn't say I, that's not like something I would think, but um, <laughs> you know, you my homie and everything, but I don't see you gliding and shit. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think you dope and everything, but come on, man, she's gliding across. No, I think Piper said that. So anyway, there is a particular way that you move about the world that is. Um, it's very regal. It's, um, it's like a, a, a beautiful thing to see because you certainly exude confidence, uh, self-worth and, um, you're, you're just beautiful peeps. So I don't want to go on and on cause people, you know. You know, I, I, I thank you for that because, uh, you know, in, in full transparency, it hasn't always been that way. You know, everybody has has their own personal journey. And um, and I certainly, certainly have had mine. Um, but I realized very quickly um, that regardless of your journey, that you have to be able to shift your own ground when you need to. You know, and and I and I've had great people in my life um, that have helped me do that. You are one of them. Thank I've you. had, you know, and you know how you say, you know, you show me who your friends are. I'd show you who you are. Absolutely. I can honestly say that if I displayed all of my friends in a row and said, "See, mommy, look," she would be very <laughs> proud. She would be very yeah. proud. You know. So thank you for that. And likeness knows like. If you spot it, you got it, my friend. So thank you. Oh, I'm digging that. If you spot it, you got it. And um, let me just say hello to some of my friends, some of our friends, actually, who are watching. Keith Anthony Fluid, who is a great singer, and he provides supportive backing vocals for numerous people. I mean, just amazing list of uh, people he's worked with. He says, um, good morning, and he is watching and listening from Las Vegas. And he also wishes us a great weekend. Keith, I'm wondering, who are you working with this weekend that you are in Vegas? What is going on in Vegas, hunty? It must be something good for you to be out there. Hi, Ronnie. I know Ronnie's in Virginia um, today. We got a chit-chat, man. I heard you visited one of one of our friends, so um, I, I definitely want to check in with you. Plus, I think I miss you. I haven't. You know, I miss my friends when, when I don't um, talk to them and see them. Um, and Cynthia, how you doing? And Nina, what's up? Thank you all for your support. And I also have um, the Instagram thing going on. So I'm wondering, we have Pride Traits joining us there. I'm going to click this and say what's up. I'm hoping now... If you're watching on the Instagram in particular, I'm curious to see whether or not everything, you can hear everything because of the way I, I'm i just trying another setup. You know, I figured out a way to hook my phone up to this new podcasting thing that I, I got, Rez. I'm being very um, creative here. So okay. I... I think we have things going on on different channels um res if you want you can check us out on um 
on the Instagram just to see um, whether or not, you know, it's signaling right. Um, okay. So what, what I also want to do today is let everybody know that um, this is the beginning of Women's Month for us. And um, so I intend to, or we intend actually to pay tribute to women this month. This this is going to be dope. Hey. Um, that's what's up. So this week, and I like to start everything out with, you know, blessings and prayers and so forth and so on, you know, not that I'm religious, but I'm spiritual. So if we could start things off on a spiritual tip, that's good. Right. So I think gospel music is pretty spiritual and therefore we're going to do that. We're bringing on today uh, Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice, who will um, speak with us. What? Okay, so, yeah, so I'm I'm jumping around. So um, that's going to be interesting. And what I want to do today is play gospel music by some women and some some women who sing R&B and some women who just do gospel. Now, Therese, we spoke about this before. Um, I wanted to share with you some gospel music by Gladys Knight. Yes. So, yes, I'm definitely going to do that. But before I do, I want to say what's up to Pops. And um, Pops hey, says... It's best for the, it's time, sorry, it's time for the best brunch on Saturday with the family, Javon Armstrong and Therese Michelle with brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Let's go and feed my soul today with today's guest, Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice. You know what? I just love this man. Thank you so much for your ongoing support, Pops. We love you too. Yes, Um, we do. Keith says he's doing the first ladies of disco show tonight with Martha Wash, Norma Jean Wright, formerly of Chic, and Linda Clifford. So, you know, Miss Clifford is definitely um, a friend of the show. Please tell her, Keith, that we said what's up. We love her. Um, Martha Wash was on the show a couple of years ago. We're trying to get her back. So let's them all know and and it'd be great to have miss miss Wright on the show as well so please keith let them know let miss um clifford know she knows me well <laughs> to that i said hello and let the ladies know that we would love to um have them on the show um whether it's singularly or all together like we did in the past that'd be great and i think when we had them the last time evelyn champagne king was a part of their group and that was fun. Um, so yeah, um, yes, Chaka Khan sings gospel too. So you know, you know, you know, I know that Chaka Khan. Why he always got to start me with the Chaka? Always, you know, pops. You have to understand that that just puts me in a whole different place when when we talk Chaka. You know, it just. Sets me off. The number to call in today is three four seven nine nine six five three nine four, and I am gonna play a little bit of Shaka Khan gospel music because we only doing gospel. But first, I promised because I could go on a tangent when it comes to Shaka, and I'm trying to you know hold that, rein that in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but first, as I promised, 
I want to do a little Gladys Knight. And I'm trying to find that song in particular that I'm looking for. Let's see, Gladys Knight. What do we have here? We have Gladys and the Pips. There's a couple of gospel songs by her, but okay, let's, we can do, we can do like 20 minutes of Gladys Knight gospel to be honest, but let me just, let me just play um, something that you, you, you know. How about this? Um, I just had it. I just had it. Damn it. Oops. I'm saying gospel and then I'm cursing, right? Here we go. Gladys Knight. song I want to do for you is um, what you might call an oldie but goodie. It's from days of old and most of you have probably heard it before, may even say that it's your favorite song, as I've heard many say. Well, if you're a young person, there's so many of our young people out of the church today. It may be a new musical experience for them, but what life is all about. We're to share who we are and what we were about and all of those things. This song is as relevant today as it was yesterday because as yesterday, today we're still in need of so many things and we need to offer up that prayer, that spirit to our Heavenly Father and let Him know that we're in need. And it very simply states,
need a little help sometimes. WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese and that was the legendary Miss Gladys Knight singing Precious Lord. So you dug it? You dug it, Rez? Yes, 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 yes. That's, you know, Gladys Knight is one of my top ten. Yes. Okay. And uh, she's, um, she's just an amazing, like I sat here Precious Lord, I, and I heard the chords, but I was like, I've never heard her sing that. So thank you. And uh, yeah, she has you a know, haunting think... voice in a good way. You know, her voice haunts mm-hmm. your spirit and just takes you. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna play a little bit more of her in a little bit, but you know, Pop's done started something, and um, so I have to. Um, <laughs> I have to play a little Shaka Khan singing a little gospel, okay? Just a little, just a little bit. All right, let's do this so I can just get it out. Because otherwise, Uh-oh. I'm just going to be thinking about it the whole time, you know? It's going to be in the back of my mind, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. I told y'all if that's what happens. But no, y'all just want to distract me. Just, just, y'all love to see me in my shockaholic state of mind. <laughs> Yo, PK, Pastor Kev is on um, 
Instagram watching. For anybody who's watching on Instagram, can y'all please let me know whether or not you can hear this because I, I um, linked you into the show in a particular way that I have not done before. So um, I've not tried this before, so I really need to know whether or not it's working because I don't want to um, have people come onto Instagram and you can't hear anything. So just let me know if it's working. Somebody, please. Um and with that, if you are listening and if you are able to hear, you're about to be blessed with the one and only Shaka Khan and Richard Smallwood. Precious is your name. And I want you to show some love and give a standing ovation to my friend, the incomparable Shaka Khan.
Please, if you're listening and watching on um, Instagram, please let me know whether or not you can hear the show, whether or not you can hear my voice, whether or not you can hear the music. How you doing, Delina? Pam the Barber says she had to go back to work. I feel that. And um, Pastor Kevin, if you're still there, um, somebody let me know whether or not y'all can hear because if, if you can't hear, there's no need um, for me to have it up right now. Um, I'd, I'd really like to know if it's uh, working. So, yeah, so that's some Shaka Khan um, gospel. What you think, Rez? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> two for two. You know, Shaka, Gladys, Dion. Oh, my goodness. All the, all the Patty, <laughs> all the voices, oh, Melba. Oh my goodness. You know what? Speaking of which, if I am correct, I have. Okay, so Delina says, cannot hear the music very low through the mic. Very low through the mic. So I'm going to try some stuff and you let me know if it's getting better for you. And Rez, let me know how that sounds for you. Do I sound louder? To you, you sound crystal clear through what I'm listening through you through. Okay. I'm in the I'm in the uh, system though. Right, so I just turned. Oh Jesus! Just turned. Choppy now. Whatever you just did, do it. And if they take it back. That's weird. Um, those listening from via Facebook Live, let me know whether or not you can hear. I need to know what's going on and um, who can hear what. Um, Delina, please um, continue to let me know what you hear or cannot hear. I'm trying to turn everything up so that well, everybody can hear me. I'm trying to trying to work it out. 
Um, yeah. All right. So I was looking for something, right? Now I hear myself yeah. too loudly in in my headset, but um, let's see, let's see. Okay, I was looking for Gladys Knight. Walt says he can't hear the music. Walt. Yes. Okay. And so I Ulysses, but Ulysses says he can hear you loud and clear. Okay, ask Ulysses. Ulysses, did you hear? Were you able to hear me on? Um, Keith says it's on, all on good Facebook. on Facebook Live. Oh, everything is good on Facebook Live, so that's a good thing. Okay. So, Walt, how is Walt listening? Walt, how are you listening if you can't hear? So I'd, li- I'd like to know the answer to that. Okay. And also, Walt, um, I need to talk to you after this show because um, it's all good on Facebook Live. Oh, everything is good on Facebook Live, so that's a good thing. Okay. All right, you're, you're doing that switch thing again. Me? Yeah, you, I think. Yeah, yeah, just, just a, yeah, I slipped. <laughs> just a little bit. I flipped a little bit. I just flipped a little yeah, bit. Just a little. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Let me see. I'm I'm trying to find a stupid song. Okay, so uh, let me just play something else while I um look for this jam I'm trying to find. And what I'm trying to find for you, Rez, is Gladys Knight. Oh, Walt said he can he can hear you clearly. No music. I'm wondering what he's listening. What device? Hold on. Right, and and if you're not list, if you're not hearing the music right now, it's because I'm not playing any music. Right. But I'm gonna play something in a second, and y'all let me know who can hear what. Um, let me see what do I want to play real quick. Let us play. Uh, uh, you had asked before. See, I'm trying to. Hmm. Trying to do something. That you had asked for. Yes. Okay. Let's let's play the Clark Sisters. You bought the sunshine. Woohoo! Um, yes. Yeah, you did ask for that. So let's let's do that. And um, everybody, let me know whether or not you heard it from all the different ways that we are trying to broadcast. Let me know.
<laughs> You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the mu- in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yes, that was some music right there. That was some music. Yeah. So now it looks like everybody on Facebook Live can hear me well. But I'm yeah. wondering about Instagram. And why am I hearing myself echo in my earphone? Hello? Okay. I don't hear it anymore. Um, Meljam23 just joined on the Instagram. Can you hear me, Meljam? I'm wondering. And also, I just want to say hello to Chris Smith, C. Smith, Gerard, Mo, Daryl, Star Marie, Teresa, and Ronnie. So please, everybody, let me know whether or not you can hear my voice. I don't know if the popping screen was blocking something. I just don't like all that, you know. So that's why I had that there. But I'll just move it if um, if it's not if my voice is not coming across. And I realize with this, I have to talk and speak directly into the mic. So maybe I wasn't doing that. But please let me know whether or not you can hear um, the music and whether or not you can hear. Um, the sound of my voice. So, Therese, I'm curious to know, when was the first time you ever heard the Clark sisters in this song? Ooh, ooh. Wow, I cannot remember the first time, to be honest. But the mm. Clark sisters are, are legendary, okay? Absolutely. And I remember um, growing up, they were in heavy rotation, you know, along with quite a few other uh gospel greats in my grandmother's home, you know, so, you know, and I knew them as the the singing sisters known as the Clark sisters. And, you know, and my grandmother would say things like, oh, those Clark babies are really, really good, you know, (laughs) so she'd always have them on, you know, and they were all, you know, it's so funny because she always likened all of the singers that she adored as being an extension of the musical family. So when she talked about them, you didn't know if they were the the clock girls from down the block or just somebody because they were they were in rotation in your home. They were part of they were part of the sound in your household. You know what I mean? So they were wow. just as important as let's say anything else. You know, um they were like there were artists that she played on a regular basis. They had a Victrola and um a Victrola, wow. Yeah. Yeah they That's did. Awesome. And and it was in excellent working condition. Wow. That's that's something. I was yeah. I was I remember the first time I heard um that song. I was in Better Days Club, Better Days, mm. dancing and doing my thing, and they played that song, and everybody, all the children went crazy. Um, just to let you know, like, you know, people talk about um, gospel music and secular music, blah blah blah. But they played that guy, and the clock, the clock sisters got grief over that song because mm. it sounds secular, and um, th- that they also they also were invited, and I believe they sang at Studio Fifty Four, and their church felt like that was really a bad thing that they did that, and um, but they brought the message of God to the club. Where what people needed to hear it. Okay. So, so, so I'm just saying, like, I, I heard it there, and I heard Tremaine there. 
yes. in better days, doing Lord knows what in better days. So I just want to say real quick that um, Pop says that he can hear my voice on the gram. So Pops, I want you to hold on for a second. Don't go anywhere. Stay on Instagram for 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 me because I want to. I'm going to play another song and I want to see whether or not you can hear um, the music as well. Um, which I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to hear the music because we're both listening through the same sort of device the way I have it split. But but you feel me on that, Rez? Listen, you know that that is my and I'm glad we have. Um, we have the the good uh, the good Reverend on today because those are some things you know that that's that's part of my personal struggle because you know first of all music transcends period and sometimes the church folk yikes sometimes the church folk can scare people away from what they're supposed to draw people to you know and they get their presence confused with the main event. And God is everywhere. And if we want to say on one hand that God is everywhere, then He's in He's in the clubs, He's in the He's in the alleys, and and those are where you find His children. And to say, yeah, and and I also, you know, I've heard David Tapino shout out and Larry Levan shout out, and they played, you know, they would throw on a gospel hit in a minute and and under some some African tribal beats. And yeah, and it would take you there. In fact, David is most famous for tossing on that that Clark sisters joint. So it's so crazy. Still go up for it because you know we know God, and God knows exactly. us. Exactly. You know exactly, exactly. And everybody else in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like God yeah. made all all of us. You know. So you know what? I I pulled up a song by just some music by Shirley Caesar, Gladys Knight, and Patti Labelle. Woo. Um, yeah, they're singing. I know it was the blood. I want to play that, and then I want to see if I ever uploaded this song that I wrote that me and Cheryl sang. Well, Cheryl actually sang, and I just did this whole rant through the whole thing. <laughs> running my mind. I guess I was pissed off when I was in my feelings when I wrote the song. But I'm going to see if I can do that. But first, let me play Shirley Caesar, Gladys Knight, and Patti LaBelle. I know it was the blood, but my song is called Where is God in Your Life? And that song speaks to what we're speaking about. So let's do uh, the the ladies, um, the legendary ladies first, though. And Pops, you let me know if you can hear them. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Your support means everything. Everything. It was a blood. I'm so glad that I know. It was a blood. I know, I know, I know, I know. It was a blood. Me. Oh, 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 oh. 
remember Patty? He died. He died. You remember Patty? He died. He died. Oh my goodness. 
Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, mm. I got some jewels, man. I got some jewels. Mm, mm, mm. As a matter of fact, you know what? Let me give a shout out. We have to give a shout out to um Marsha Bonner today. It's her birthday. Happy birthday to Marsha. Happy birthday, Shrew. <laughs> yeah, we love you. We love you. And um, thank you so much, Pops. Pops says that um, now they can hear the music really good. But what happens is I had to turn it way up. And so it's way up in my headphones as well. So that's why I'm taking the headset off when I'm playing the music because it's like it's killing me. But it, it's good as long as everybody else can hear it, you know. Um, what else? What else? What else? I see Mickey Braden has joined us. What's up, Mickey? Mickey, I was going to reach out to you. I'm so glad that you actually are on because um, this is Women's Month. And I was thinking that the end of this month, I would like for you to come on and we can pay tribute to um, like Ma Rainey and um, Ethel Waters and Billie Holiday and, you know, all of the, the those legends that we don't hear about today. Um, just to keep them alive, you know, and to pay tribute because they actually set the foundation for all of us, you know, and all of the women that are singing today. So, you know, um, exactly, you know, so um, I just want to do something like that. And (laughs) Walt says, yes, I know, right? You could play gospel on Sunday. And um, Keith, says, oh, sweet Jesus, thank you. This is exactly what my soul needed. Well, thank you so much, because clearly it's what I needed as well. Um, So, yeah, Rez, back to what I was saying. I have the song um, uploaded that I wrote. Mm-hmm. This is a song that um, Cheryl and I did. So um, I was in my feelings, but listen to <laughs> just, all right. But you're you're gonna see why I I'm saying it. Let's just okay. play this. You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. and this is Cheryl and Javon. Where is yeah. God in life? Hey, hey, I really don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to get people upset. But you know what? There's some things I got on my mind that I really just have to let off. I, I, so, so this is what it is right here. I'm so sick and tired of those, I don't know, high and mighty, up and tidy, so-called wanna be Christian folks, you know, who walk around worrying about what other people are doing and what other people are saying and blah blah blah. My question to them is, where's God in their life? You so worried about me and what I'm wearing and who I'm loving? How about that? the answer. You already know the answer to that 
Is it because of you and your judgment that there are some good Christian folks who want to go to church but who are scared to go to church because you're going to judge them? Or are you staying in your faith? Are you focused on the Lord? Are you focused on the Word? Javon and Therese. Yeah, that's that's one I wrote and um, did the music and dragged Cheryl down here and made her sing it. <laughs> I was in mm. my feelings that day, Rez. Mm. Are you so that's heavily nice. bound that you're of no earthly good? That's the mm. question right there. Mm. Yes. That's the right? question. That's the question. God is not just for everybody who wears the right Sunday hat. Yeah. And somebody's asking, loving the tune, where can we purchase this? Oh, 
Um, you can you can get that anywhere on um, mm-hmm. iTunes, um, wherever wherever you get your music. Just look up Cheryl with a C and Javon. And yeah. um yeah, you can you can purchase that. And the title of the tune is Where is God? Where is God in your life? Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. It's uh it's exactly what we were talking about, you know. Um Sometimes you feel like Christians want to keep God to themselves and that is unchristian like. That's not like Christ, you know. You want to be so busy in everybody's business judging everybody that you're the the moment that you start doing that, you are not being Christ like. You are not, you know. It, it's just weird. It's, it's it's weird. You know, I remember Cheryl and I went to sing at a church. Um we were invited to perform at this church and um this is the type of church that on down days, dress down days, um, females are allowed to wear dungaree skirts. That's how deep that church is. And the elder men of the church sat in a row in the back with these deep, serious frowns. I mean, they frowned at us throughout the whole thing because... You know, we sang some songs that I wrote. We only sang at that time songs that I wrote. And, um, you know, the songs that I write would be songs of that, that Jesus is love for and love is for everybody, you know. And they disagreed, I guess. And the, the little girls were looking at us like, oh, y'all are wearing pants in church. Oh, oh. They were shocked and um it was it was really something, and uh, it was something to see. And then Cheryl sang "Safety," mm-hmm. and um, when she sang that, um, the the church, everybody in the church went crazy because you know Cheryl can sing. Um, she's got that angelic voice and and with soul. Yeah. It's yeah. you know what I'm saying. I mean, she's biracial to begin with, and so you get that mixture in her singing you know it's 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 very unique and it's beautiful it's an all people everything soul spiritual thing that she has um and um that i don't you know anyway i'm i'm getting a little um sympathetic i mean not sympathetic what is it uh emotional but anyway um, so everybody went crazy except for the that last row of men. They were stuck. They were so stuck on our pants that the fact that we had the nerve to be females wearing pants, that um, they could not get past that and get to the spirit right. in which we came, you know, with, with, with which we came. We came with a loving spirit, with open arms, obviously, and we wanted to bless them. Um, but um they those those that row of men but we did bless the church so we felt good walking out especially as we got paid <laughs> by those men <laughs> they had no choice to pay us but you know i'm just saying it it was very interesting that um that that sort of thing still exists in the church yeah, that, that that sort of thing is indicative of some parts of this world where they uh, want women to assume 
these roles and um, when we are not in the roles or outside of the roles or just don't subscribe to the roles even, it is an issue. It is a, it is a pause button for a lot of people. And, you know, and with that, I say they have to get over it, you know, um, because we are, we are mothers, we are, we are lawyers, doctors, preachers, you know, we are healers, we are spiritual warriors, we are so many things, it's all in us, I think, you know, uh, Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston said it best, we are, we are every woman, it's all in us, and, you know, Yes. We are electricians, we are engineers, we are so many things. We are we are presidential candidates. <laughs> we are everything. Yeah. So And speaking of that, I saw a clip last night. I was looking at I was watching MSNBC mm-hmm. and they showed a clip of this woman. I can't think of her name right now, but she was actually the first woman to try to become president, to run for president. And when she announced her president, she was a senator. And when she announced her presidency, people laughed. They they really thought it was a joke. So with every question they asked, um, who would be your running mate? Everybody was, <laughs> I mean, they really, it was like a big joke. Every question that was asked of her, it's almost, it's almost like today, if, uh, let's just say a six-year-old said that he was running for president and how cute we would think that was. And we say, well, who's going to be your running mate, you know? And, and whatever he said, we would, we would giggle because it would be cute. It would just, it was a chuckle, you know? And, um, it, it was really, um, eye opening to see, you know, how far we've come. People are not laughing at women as um, presidential candidates right now. And as a matter of fact, more people voted for Hillary Clinton last year than the current president. Um, So we are so close. We are so close. I just wanted to put that out there. This is Women's Month, and we must um, celebrate all of what and who women are. Yes. We are warriors. We are strength. We are power. We are sensitive. We are love. We are anger. We are rage. We are power and understanding. We are nurturers. We are builders, collectors, empaths. We are so much. We are breadwinners and bodybuilders and radio personalities. Yeah, we're that too. <laughs> and givers of life. Yes. We are creators. We are so yes. much. We are so much. And we deserve respect and we deserve love and we we deserve so much more. We deserve equality. Protection. Um, and protection. So just so that People know the, um, as always, the Instagram Live has shut down after an hour. For whatever reason, we only get an hour. So I'm going to reboot it and start a new Instagram Live. And then we're going to bring on, I'm going to play another song. And then we're going to 
to bring on our special guest. Now, was there another song that I promised you before we bring on our guest? Uh, yep, sure was. Oh, Remain, wasn't it? Yes. Now, here is, is that- now, just speaking of better days. The first time I heard this song, oh, I'm like, I'm introducing it. Are you ready? <laughs> Wait, you know what? Let me make sure we got it. We <laughs> because <laughs> that would be so foul of me to. Well, I like, can still talk about it. I'm gonna talk about yeah, it then. You can still tra- t- go ahead talk about it, honey. Talk. About okay. It. Shout out to the legendary Hawkins singers. Okay, feature Walter Hawkins, of course, and you know, legendary gospel family. Okay. And Tremaine Hawkins, when she did her single release, it was a lot of controversy back then because we didn't have that. We didn't have what we have today. In fact, she took a lot of flack for this particular song. And it was something that did not go over well in the community. However, the LGBT community where it was played, and please pardon this this phone, people trying to get me and I'm not answering. Um, That's because you're a superstar. You're a superstar. <laughs> I see the phone's blinking, but I'm asking via text what's happening. Anyway, um, it, it, it was loved in the clubs. And, and I'll say this because it was, you know, she brought the gospel in and once again, Today, this song would rival many songs still, you know, and shout out to Tremaine Hawkins, because the first time I heard this one, I was in the, the legendary New York club called Better Days, and, and I was like, what is that? And when that bass dropped, it was like, it hit you in your spirit in a pocket that you just didn't even know you had at the time. And I was just like, wow, you know, and just loving, and it just brought us all together and just, you know, the rest. You know the rest. You guys be yeah, the judge of it or not. Just let it touch you the way it touched me. I, you know what? I have to tell you, I was in Better Days also when I first heard it. And um, Better Days brought me the sunshine of the Clark Sisters and Fall Down by Tremaine. And I ran out and I bought the 12-inch version. Okay? Because now, I love when you when you were partying, were you in with T. Scott? Or you in with Bruce Forrest? I was in with everybody. Nice. Everybody. Because that's just what it was. Our 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 special guest is holding on, but I'm gonna play Fall Down by Tremaine as the introduction as the introductory song. Please continue to hold. As soon as the song is over, we will bring on the Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice. Everybody You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Here's Tremaine, Fall Down.
now. Uh oh. Wait a minute now. Hold on, hold on. That is um That is the Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice and she's actually how are you calling? Your Facebook live just ended. You may want to do another one. I oh, okay. Okay. Um, Rev? I don't know how she, she just called through. But I would ask if you're watching, you would call through um, 347- Nine nine six five three nine four. I will start another Facebook Live. Um, probably, you know, we'll we'll see in a second here. Let's let's try another Facebook Live, and then we're gonna bring on who I believe to be the good Reverend. Um, let's hold on a second here. Hold on. Huh. See, Facebook is doing too much. That's what's going on. Okay. Okay. And let me, okay, there she, I just saw she went on and went off again. Um, Let's just take this call for a second. 3070 are the last four digits of your number. What's your name and where you calling from? 3070. What's your name and where you calling from? Okay. 3070 is shy. Um, Okay, so... I believe this is the Reverend holding on now. I just want you to continue to hold for a second while we bring up the Facebook Live again. Just don't go anywhere. Don't hang up. Don't call another number. Just hang on, okay? Don't do not do anything. Don't move. We're going to start this up again. And um, in the meanwhile, what I am going to do is let everybody know a little bit about the Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice as we start up another Facebook Live. Let's do that. So, Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice has been with Unity Fellowship Church Brooklyn since 1983, ordained as a deacon in 2007, minister 2014, and Reverend last year, 2019, before officially taking membership classes and becoming a member, her Saturdays were spent assisting in feeding the community at large, especially those who were literally in the streets. She started off as a member of the Inspirational Choir, founder and co-chair of Sophia, Sisters of Faith in Action, co-creator of the Iyami Brunch, co-chair of the hospitality committee, member of the pastoral the pastoral care team, retired February 2013 as a mandated high school counselor, 
currently working with young adults ages 18 to 24 who are on public assistance and live in shelters. Received her BA in school community health, 1997 from Queens College, her MS in counseling in 2004, and advanced certification in 2006 from Brooklyn College. A graduate of Ms. Van Zant's Inner Visions Institute of Spiritual Development in 2016. A mother for grandmother of eight and great-grandmother of nine. Reverend Pauline, oh my God, met her future wife, um, who is currently her wife, in Unity Fellowship Church, Brooklyn, spiritual development class in 1997, and married to the deacon, now senior pastor, um, Deborah Rice, since August 12th of 2000. With that, and that's a lot of information, um, the Reverend Pauline Kennedy Can you hear me? I can yeah, hear hello. you loud and clear. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yes, that was a lot of information, was it? I was surprising myself to hear it. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you. Blessed. Yes, you have yes, another beautiful you have, day. Yes, absolutely. What a blessing it is. And you have done so much in your life. And and please say hello to Therese. Hi, Therese. How you doing? I'm well, thank you, Reverend. How are you? Good, good, good. Last time I saw you was in Jersey. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, so let's talk about your your spiritual journey a little bit, if you will. Remember, we're we're celebrating um, Women's Month, and so um, there's a little bit of feedback now. Is that me? It, no. it could be. Are you just on your phone, or, or do you have another device open? No, I'm on, I'm on my phone. Okay, me, so it, it went away, whatever it was. So, can, were you raised in the church? Yes, I was raised in a church. Uh, it was a Dutch Reformed church in Queens, which was predominantly white. <clears throat> wow. So, and what, um, was, what was the message towards, um, first of all, you said predominantly white, so let's Let's talk about that. Was there um, any sort of feeling about um, race in your well, church? I, I have to be honest and tell you this. I started there when I was like four years old and probably left when I was about 17. By that time, the church had changed because the people left. You know, they left the church because it was becoming uh, of color. So they left. So I think when I left, like maybe at 17, may have been maybe two, only two um, Caucasians left in the church, and they lived across the street. So I'll be honest with you, growing up, uh, as children, what you do, you go to the store during, after Sunday school, you buy candy, you come back, you sit with your friends, you giggle in church and, and talk. So I had no idea what the message was at that time. And as I can recall, um, I don't remember anything that I can remember to say that spoke to me in any way, because I, I don't think I could identify with it. The only thing I could remember is that we would go over on Sundays to, which is now Roosevelt Island, which is called Welfare Island, and we would sing to the people there, the um, people who were disabled, um, who were you know, hospitalized, and they were there, chronically there. So that I do remember doing that. 
And I think we did that almost every Sunday. Uh, our pastor would take us over to sing to the people who okay. were hospitalized. At Birdes Kohler, um, I can't even think of the other, other hospital's name. Go, uh, Goldwood Memorial, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Was there was, any particular message about being female or or any um, thing about the LGBT community um, that you learned or heard in church, um, positive or things that gave you pause? Excuse me, yes, as I got older. Now, when I started coming to Unity, I was going to my church in, uh, in the morning and come to Unity in the afternoon. And at that time, I was learning about who I was and learning that God was accepting me just as I was. And when I went back to my church during the daytime, I remember that uh, we had a concert the night before. And for whatever reason, the pastor decided to speak about homosexuality. And he flicked his hands. And I remember someone looking at me like saying, did you see that? And I said, yes. But I remember it went right to my heart, like I felt it. And, but at that moment, I knew right then that it was time for me to leave. And so that's when I came, started coming to Unity Fellowship completely. And I remember speaking to Bishop. He was Elder Jones at that time, and speaking to him. And he gave me a letter that I took back to my church, uh, saying they would take care of my spiritual needs. And from then on, I went on to um, stay with unity. I learned about who I was, learned about how God loved me just the way I am. Um, God is love, love is for everyone, which included me, which included the LGBT community, which included all colors, all sizes. And that's who uh, I came to accept myself for who I was who I am, period. Right, right. Because um you you ended up meeting your wife. Yes. Right? In in, yes. in this church. Yes. Every so summer we'd have I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, <clears throat> every summer we'd have spiritual development classes and I would always attend. And uh, she would attend. And when I first came to the church, I saw her name on the sick list, and I would call her at the hospital, no answer. Call her at her house, no answer. So I didn't think this person really existed. And then one day she <laughs> came to church, and, and, and um, Elder said, oh, here she is today. And I said, I'm going to see this woman, say hello to her, because she's never there. And I introduced myself to her. And being I was on a choir, every Sunday when I came down, I, you know, throw kisses to everybody coming down. And I met her and said, I didn't think you really existed because every time I called you from the sick list, nobody ever answered the phone. So she was truly in existence. And then we started going to membership class, I mean, not membership class, spiritual development class. And we were reading this book, The Seat of the Soul. I remember that by Gary Zukoff. And we would mm. read the book. She would read it. I would read it. Separate places. And then we talked. We stayed on the phone one day from 8 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, a whole work day. And we had read The Seat of the Soul, and we both highlighted the same things in the book. And we spent the whole day talking about it. Wow. That's a good, that's a good book. Yes, it is. And that's a, that's a great way to connect, um, you know, when you see that you and someone else are literally on the same page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was exactly right, yes You can't be more on the same page than that That's amazing That's right it's even if the, For some reason the words were standing up off the page Or my book and or her book I mean like it just, like just glowered at us It was like wow This is something God is in this We know that God is in this Wow 
So so now she was a deacon at the time and how did you decide or what made you decide um to start I guess um your journey into ministry like um when did you embrace that part of of who you are um what what made you want to start that journey or or what can to you tell us as a deacon in, coming into the ministry yeah. um i guess i had been doing the work all the time from the time i came there and then one day bishop just opened it up and said if anyone is interested in becoming a, a deacon candidate um come speak to me and at that time i guess it was the right time and um at that time i went to him and said, yes, I was interested, because I felt I had been doing the work. I didn't really know what a deacon did, but I know that it was about helping people, period. And I felt I was already doing that, but I just needed to be more, let's say, official in doing it. Um, and I, be- I became part of the deacon candidate class. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, been, and... Uh... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm not just, I would just say it was been, it's been a part of me since then. I, I guess it was part of me all the time. I just uh, crystallized it. Right. Can you remember some of the first? Can you remember when the first time you felt your calling? Um. Well. I guess it might have been. Uh, going to the hospital to see someone and feeling at place like this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, uh, This is what I'm supposed to do. And also, I think what crystallized that was I was taking my master's in Brooklyn College. And for the class, they were talking about um, not a vision, but there's something that you, it's it's a, Something that you feel, it's, it's, it's like something that you just feel. You can't really describe it, but something that you feel that you know you're supposed to be there. And when I started taking guidance and counseling, actually counseling, it seemed like it just fit in that I was supposed to be here doing this. And then I looked back and saw that I had taken a, a horoscope like years before, and it said from the beginning, so we just come a full circle, that I should be with people and counseling and helping people. So I guess that was it. Uh, and I think that going to Brooklyn College um, with, for the counseling helped to push that part of me out, to bring it in, to be to be able to want to, to want to help people, not for any accolades, not for any money, but just because it made my heart feel good and it made me feel complete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice, nice. It's just like the, I, I remember I was married living with my husband uh, in a house in Brooklyn, and I had a friend I used to work at a group home, a boys' group home. And she invited me out this night, and I went. And when she didn't tell me that she was part of the community, I didn't know. And I guess that was her, her way to introduce me, who, to who she was. And so as we were there, I took my friend who was straight with me, and we went. And this particular night, there was women coming in. I must have seen about 500 women that night coming in and out of this club. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice speak to me, a man's voice, and it said, this is where you belong. And this feeling came over me like a comfortableness came over me. And when I got home, I told my husband, 
that this is how I felt and this is what I need to do because at that point I felt like once you know the truth, you can't go back to not knowing. So mm. I had to, what I was feeling at that moment, I had to tell him how I felt. And that uh, was the beginning of the end and the end of the beginning. Wow. Mm. That, that's, that's something. Yeah. That's um, that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It's not that easy, you know. Uh, it's not that easy, I guess, to be married. And when you realize who you are and you have to decide, should I stay where I am unhappy but not knowing I'm not happy, or should I just go ahead who I am and be who I am and be complete and happy and content? It's a hard decision to make, but when you have to make it, you have to make it. That's and I don't think true. I wasn't willing to stay. I wasn't willing to stay, uh, not accepting myself and not being who I was. Yeah, I think also that God doesn't didn't make us to be unhappy. I think if we are clearly uncomfortable in the position or the situation that we're in, we are supposed to move into a different direction. I and agree. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, that when we are most comfortable, it is because we are living in our truth and we are living our purpose. If there's, if you're motivated to do something that um, it just seems difficult to do, you should do it. You should try. Right. You should do it. Because that, I feel, is God's way of pushing you, you know, to do it. If it's a right mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? You know how yeah, sometimes yeah. people say, you know, something told me I should have done X, Y, and Z, or something told me I never should have. Well, that something is telling it's you God. that's that's God. You're yes. in a void. God yes. is inside of all of us, you know. So yeah. I agree and with that. You've lived a life of um service. You, yes. And I learned that about you last weekend. I heard you um, preaching, and it was a wonderful sermon that you gave. It was great. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit about that, about the service that you've um, provided to your your spirit of, of wanting to help people always. I think that started, well, of course God gave it to me, but of course at that time I didn't know that, you know. And uh, as, a, as a child, I wanted to be a nurse. Uh, and so whenever somebody pretended they were sick, I was willing to take care of them, you know. And as as I could as I said last week, as I grew, I would get the wet toilet paper, you know, do it, patch them up, patch up my father, patch up my my older brother, patch up my cousin, um, use my 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 uh, whatever I had. It could be a spoon as a as a thermometer to take temperatures. And as I uh, got older, I became a uh, a brownie because brownies were always helping people, and I would have my handbook all the time, reading my handbook as to what to do and how to do that. I put a sign up in my building one time and asked if anybody needed a babysitter. Um, I would babysit. And, of course, I got the little job of babysitting. People just wanted to go to the store. They asked me to come and babysit. And I flew up and became a Girl Scout. And I still wanted to be a nurse. I went to, took a test for Julia Richmond High School. You had to take a test at that time. And I got into the nursing program, but I got sick and couldn't uh, finish. And when I went back to school, the guidance counselor uh, offered me to be 
part of the art program, which made no sense because I couldn't draw um, at all. And so as time went on, I just continued to still do whatever I was doing, helping people. It's just something that's, something that's innate. Um, just helping people, just something I wanted to do, not looking for anything in particular. And I remember my father saying to me, I was doing counseling at Rikers Island at C-74. They were 14 to 24, I believe, all males. They would say to me, aren't you afraid of those, those, those criminals? No, I wasn't afraid because I never thought about being afraid because I knew I was hoping I, I was there for a purpose. And I think when you're someplace for a purpose, you never think about those things. That never even comes to mind. I never even thought about it as being a service. I mean, helping people is just something that you just do without any expectation in return. So I just felt it came naturally, and I never thought about anything monetarily or trying to get anything from it. It just was something that was in me that I felt the need to do or I had the need to do. And that it satisfies me when I do it, regardless of what it is, how small it is. It doesn't matter. I can be cool going shopping uh, and coming back home with no money because I would give out money on the street. So people were asking and coming back and say, oh, I can't buy all my money. I don't have any money. <laughs> but I don't think about those things because it's something that you just do. If you're, I feel if you're sincere, that's what you just do, not expecting anything in return. So I guess that's how I started. Um, so I started out. I guess that could be for my mother also, because she was very involved in the church. You know, she would just do things, um, clean in the church, in the school. She would do things. She would do. She would go beyond whatever she had to do, and think nothing of it. So I guess when you're around parents like that, or somebody like that, you just pick it up, and it's like something you just automatically do, not thinking twice about it, because it's part of you. Hmm. You know, oftentimes we hear um, stories about um, pastors, particularly male pastors, that um, are either not living their truth, mm. and um, and that seems to, you know, that that builds focus. And I think that this is very powerful for anyone, um, but particularly anyone that's involved in the ministry. Um, how important it is to be honest and when you're living your truth, that, that personal assessment that goes along with um, wanting to be happy, wanting to live your truth, um, mm. subscribing to a certain uh, traditional connection in marriage, meaning men and women, you know, mm-hmm. and, and having to make that transition, you know, what that is like, you know, this is very powerful right now. Um, because there are many, as we know, and live in the world, there are many people, clergy or not, caught in this, this pull. You yes, know? yes, yes. Many people caught in this pull. And I think that, you know, and I, and I know that, I, I, I kid you not, maybe once or twice a week I'll have a conversation or someone will seek me out with this yearning, this pull, you know. And for whatever reason, you know, be it family, church, um, friends or whatever it is, they do they they do not either make the decision or they stay in a space where they are conforming to whatever they feel is necessary to to mm-hmm. be in their life. Yes, and you know I have a I have a dear friend that um, broke it down in a in a sense just to to, to remind people that. Love is in spirit. Love is not a gender. 
you know? Right, exactly. And who you choose to love. The spirit, as my wife says, the spirit can be in any body, you That's know, right. it not, does not subscribe to gender. And That's right. the phrase love is love because it does not have a label on it, you know. And I think that we have become, and I say society, you know, um, when we think of it that way, meaning, you know, the, the spirit that you just happen to fall in love with is encased in a female body, you know, yeah. or you know, describes a female gender. So. It it is amazing, I think, that, you know, well, you know, when people do that transformation, you know, and I say transformation of spirit, because it is transforming to be to decide to be happy and to walk in that that light of happiness. You know, because it it, it kind of deafens you to things that are outside of yourself, you know, because you are moving with your spirit, as you said right. to God, you know. So I just appreciate you sharing your story because there are so many so many stories just like this one where people, you know, like I'm sure somebody's listening today that can have a different perspective and this may be helping to reach. Right. That they have not been reached before. Right. I, 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 I'm agree with everything you said, just like on my, my part-time, well, my job that I work at now, uh, we have had uh, a few LGBT uh, young people come in and we have workshops and I might do a workshop about LGBTQQ, blah, 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 you know, um, personality or person. And I want them to know who, and I always say who I am. Why? Because it frees them up to know that they could be who they are. That's number one. Secondly, they're going to work for us. You never know who you're going to work with. So they have to be able to understand and to know that the people are people, period, because of who they are. They all deserve respect, whoever they are. Of course, I can't talk about church or anything like that, but my mind is like, say, God is love. Love is for everyone. That's what I've been taught. And I, that stays with me. That's on my telephone. If you ever call my house, at the end it says, God is love and love is for everyone. Because that's who it is. That's what it is. So I like to, I love telling young people who I am. And I remember a coast worker said to me, um, Ms. Kennedy, um, she doesn't believe in that. So she says, how could you say that? Easy, because I'm speaking them up to be who they are. Because you don't agree with it, and you don't agree, why should they stay in the closet? Why should they stay staffed? Why should they stay stuck? Because it's what someone else's thoughts about who they should be. And when you start shooting, you make a judgment. So they should be allowed, they can be allowed, they are allowed to be who they are, to know who people are, because if they ever need support, they know where they can always come. Period. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that if people became more understanding and more compassionate with the idea that, you know, who somebody is is can fill a tomb, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so many layers in it, and we are the sum of so many parts. And right. It's never, it's never black and white, ever, you know. Exactly. Um, what people may want you to subscribe to or believe in. It is never black and white. Um, love is just, it, 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 it's like water, you know? It's like water. It, it can get through all things at all yeah. times. You allow it, you know? And, you know, and for those that um, have the capacity to love both, you know, it does not mean that, you know, there's anything, um, it does not have to mean that anything is salacious or, or, or weird about it. It just means that you have a higher capacity to love and you don't yes. see boundaries, you know? Yes. And whoever is out there listening to this today, you know, if you want to call in to share your perspective, um, 
openly and or anonymously, you know, the number is 347-596. Let me get that back again. Three. Yes. Help me, please. 347-996-5394. That's 347-996-5394. Thank you. I'm so, I'm just wondering whether or not, as a woman, you have faced any barriers um, in terms of upward mobility or anything like that. Because there was a time that women were not even supposed to be in the ministry, you know. Of course, things have changed. But I'm just wondering if you have experienced anything like that. Well, no, no, I have not. That's Um, a blessing. Good. No, I haven't. No. Uh-uh. When I think about it, no, because uh, we have uh, our respect for women and men, and and we have. Our, it's funny because our deacon in most churches, traditional churches, it's females are called deaconess. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. I have a problem with this word because everyone's called a deacon. Even if you're a female, you're called a deacon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we still call everyone deacon, whether they're female or male, because we don't be traditional, or why we don't call deacon, our females deaconess. That would be traditional. But all members who are deaconate are deacons. And I know that I've gone to meetings at times, and before I was a deacon, and I would stand up and say, I'm Deacon Pauline, and they would look at me like, you know, because their churches, they were straight churches, you know, they were deaconess and deacons. So here I am saying deacon Pauline and that's usually what the men say you know Mm -hmm. so I kind of feel good about that too be able to say something different you know to be different um from unity fellowship church and I like to say that too right Mm -hmm. and 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 it's like um to be different means to be the same because you're the same as everybody else you're deacon so that is very powerful right there to be different Mm -hmm. is to be the same you know um, yeah, I, well, you know, I'm a longtime uh, member of Unity Fellowship Church myself, yes. Yes. and um, I started out in Brooklyn. Um, actually, I started out in the, in the New York church before it was in Brooklyn when it was at the, um, the LGBT community center. Yeah, on mm-hmm. upstairs. Um, I was I was young and in and out, but. Um, I, I do recall just just the feeling of being somewhere like being in the church in a church like unity and hearing that message and um whether I got it at the moment or had to grow through some things in order mm-hmm. to um understand what God is love and love is for everybody meant and that right. included me. You know that 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 included me. That yes. me. you know me too. Mhm. Cause that's not what I that's not what I had learned previously. That churches didn't necessarily include me. And then it was like, is that a real church? That you really <laughs> yes, know? yes. I felt the same way. I thought the same. I thought it was a cult at first. <laughs> yeah, you start to think you start to wonder like, is that for real? Are they real? What what they gonna do? What they trying to do? Mhm, mhm, mhm. And all they're trying mm-hmm. to do is praise Lord and praise the Lord and save some souls and reach out to the community and let everybody know that they are loved. 
And yes. I want to I want to say thank you to the whole Unity Fellowship Church movement and especially to the Archbishop Carl Bean. Yes. Who I check in on all the time. I'm I check in on him because I love him and um, yes, you know, um, just so that everybody knows he's doing well. Um, at least that's what he tells me because maybe he knows I'm a worry wart. I don't know, but, um, you know, he, he's doing well. He says, I'm doing great for an old man, but you ain't old. <laughs> you know, it sounds like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I just, I, I was moved by your sermon. Thank you. Because you have such a generous spirit. And when you talk about giving out your money, to the point that you would go home broke and didn't even mm-hmm. think about it. I don't know many right. people who would do such a thing, and that's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. I like to share this. When I was at Intervisions with Yala Van Zandt, we had uh, an assignment to do. And what the assignment was you had to go into the street and ask if you were homeless, right, and ask for money. I don't know how – that was hard for me to do. So I put on, you know, my coat. It was warm, too. I put on a coat, put a hat on. My wife was with me. We went to 42nd Street in Times Square just before you go into the east side. And I had a can asking for money. And I put the can down. And, and just to have to stand there for, for people to come by and give you looks, look you up and down, look at you like you are – non-existent, and I even had someone come to a lecture to me to tell me about, a man tell me about how I shouldn't be out there, and he gave me he gave me some change to put in my can, and I took it, you know, I put it in my can. You really couldn't say anything. You just had to, you couldn't explain why you were out there. You just had to be there. So just to be out there, I don't know. I, I could imagine for people who feel they have to be out there because they have nothing else to do, can't, they have no place else to go, they have to ask for money. For me, to have to do that, it took a lot. It took a lot. Um, it was painful, actually. And with the money that I collected, I went to Penn Station and found someone and took him to McDonald's and spent the money on him to get something mm-hmm. to eat. Yeah. But the fact mm-hmm. of having to, that little bit of time, of having to stand there and ask people for money and the way they look at you, the way they treat you, that didn't feel good at all. So I never look at anybody who, I don't know what their plight is. They don't have to be homeless. They could be, they could be Jesus just trying to test me. Yeah. So, you know, I remember that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something. That is, uh, that is yeah. something. You know, um, it's how we treat them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I just, you know, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I was going to end the show with um, a song by, another song by Tremaine Hawkins called Change. But uh, uh, as, yes. But you know what? Every time I, I do this show... <laughs> There's something said that reminds me of another song, especially mm. near the end of the show. And what you just reminded me of is a song by 
our Archbishop Carl Bean, if I can find it. <laughs> and it's called That's you, I'm gay. Nope, not that one. Which it's one? called you, you Passed Me By. Oh yes. Yes. I was yes. on that song when we recorded that. You report you recorded this song with him? We we recorded that song in on uh, the, uh, the um Mass Choir. That that C D that's out? That, that C D that's yeah. on there? That was the Mass yep. Choir, right? Yes. Yep, yep. So, you know, it's there's no coincidences and I am one who listens to my gut feeling. You know, like I might I might want to do something and go mm-hmm. in a particular direction, but you know, the spirit moves me or something, that voice or something tells me. When when something tells me, then I try to listen to that something right. because I believe that that something is my higher nature, is my higher power, it's God. Mhm. Um, mhm. With that, I definitely again want to thank you so much. For and I thank you for inviting me. I you're, thank you're you truly for inviting person. me. I'm heartfelt thanks. You've always been kind to me. Please um, <laughs> give your wife a hug, a hug for me. Um, and you do the same with yours. I love her singing. Oh my gosh, I miss her singing. <laughs> thank you so much. And um, mm-hmm. you know, please keep listening. Um, I will. Been, I will. I've been toying with the idea of, of doing the gospel show again on um, oh. Sundays. So I used to do it before. We may be doing it again. So please just look out for that. Pray for me. I will. And yes. I will pray for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And thank you so much, Terrell, also. And give your wife a hug. Thank you. Will do. Absolutely. Yes. Blessings to you, Reverend. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm going to wait for you to be by. Yeah, just hold on, hold on while, okay. while I love on Resi a little bit before we say, before we end the show. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I got, I got, I got to tell, can we tell everybody how to find, can we tell everybody how to find the Reverend though? Yes, yes, Reverend, Reverend um, Kennedy Rice, please tell everybody uh-huh. how to follow you and please tell everybody about how to find the church. Okay, let's start with the church first. We are located at 521 West 126th Street. We are at St. Mary's Church, uh, UFC, NYC, uh, forlove.org. Yes. Um, and we start service at 145. Did I go too fast? No, that was perfect. Yes. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook, Pauline Kennedy. Excellent, nice. excellent, excellent. Thank you so very much. And you're also Thank on Instagram you. if you don't know it. But yeah, people you can follow her by her name. Um she's the Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice. Rice, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And Therese, I just want to thank you again. I I can't thank you enough for all that you contribute, not only to the show, but to my life. You you are really, really a a powerful example for me. And um, so glad you're in my circle. You know, I'm so, so glad to call you friend. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Smooth, you know, I love you. Beyond Aww. words. Thank I'm you so much. Silky. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> silky smooth. 
But uh, yeah, no, for real, you you are the bomb. And with that, I will chat with you later. And I want you to think about, you know, because I know I, I am. I keep talking about it, so I know I'm going to do this, um, the gospel show. I don't want to, you know, like take up all your time, like Saturday, Sunday, and then we have pop-up shows and all this other stuff. Um, but think about it, you know, if if you're interested in, in doing that with me, and then we'll talk about that. Um, I know the people always want to hear from you. Everybody loves you. Um, so you think about it, and um, I'll think about when I want to start it, because I keep talking about it. And, um, yeah, so that means it's going to happen. Um, in the meanwhile, Everyone, continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for Rez. Please pray for the pastor, Reverend Pauline Kennedy Rice. Pray for the Archbishop Carl Bean. Pray for yourself and all of us. The world needs prayer today. And with that, please add special prayers for those who are in need. And if you're not a praying person, you can always just do a good deed. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next week. Here's Carl Bean.
cross the sea. You cross the sea by boat. By boat. By plane. The tomb is empty. to them when I was home. 
your feed me? You said, when I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was in prison and sick with AIDS, did you visit me? They said, now, Lord, when did we see you hungry or naked or sick with AIDS and not visit you? He said, remember that little boy that used to play the piano for your church? And when he got sick with AIDS, y'all started talking about it. But yet he played when you didn't have many, and he played when you had a great cathedral. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.